from there. So we're live. What's up, brother? You know, sitting here recording a podcast. Yeah, we'll podcast a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. What you been up to? Uh, working. Changed jobs. Changed employers, anyway. Changed employers. So, changed employers. You, you guys got bought out, right? Well, m- both of the hospitals in town got bought out. Okay. Um, I was working for one hospital, and now I work for the other hospital. Okay, so you're, <laughs> all right, all right. So when you say changing jobs, you meant you're still in the same still a field, yeah. right? Right. I'm still right. riding an ambulance. I got you, um, ambulance just, driver. Yeah, something like that. That's all we do anymore is drive an ambulance. Uh, just just put them in the back and go to the hospital. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's sure. just do that all the time, all the time. So work is uh, work is better than it was. You work is different. Otherwise, now. Yeah. Um, it, it's just different. I got you. You know. I got you. How long you been doing that? EMS in general? Yeah. Uh, about 15 years. How old are we? Old enough to know better. I started to say, are you old enough to have been doing that? We are old enough to have had a job for 15 years yes. now because it's been three years since I quit a job I was at for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm getting old, bro. And it's not for the faint of heart. I'm not going to say how old I am, but I will tell you that I know the warranty ran out at 40. <laughs> uh, I won't say it either, but this is a this is a speed limit birthday year for yeah, me. I hear you. It's gonna be it's a lower speed limit, but a speed limit it's like it's higher than a neighborhood speed limit. That's correct. <laughs> that is right. Anywho, anywho, family doing all right. Everybody Fam- good. Family's good, man. The little guy is uh, he's been doing some testing. And he's just come home with some fantastic scores, so good deal. really pleased with that. Good deal. Mama's loving her life working from the house. Yeah. Yeah, so no gotcha. complaints. So outside of work and, and family, and what, what we've been up to? Well, I took a trip to the Man Church Conference with some of the guys from my church. Where was the Man Church Conference? It was in Oxford, Alabama. Okay. Uh, the Man Church is run by Burgess Ministries. That's Rick Burgess from Rick, Rick and Burgess. Bubba. Rick Burgess, yeah. Yeah, um, phenomenal guys. They put on a really great conference, the Spirit of God, just moving through people. Um, I'm going to tell you that the sound of 1,200 men worshiping together, literally like the ocean crashing. It's something different. Yeah, it's different when it's all men. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I don't really, words just can't describe it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. phenomenal. Um, the guys on the stage who are leading worship, um, leading the, the music, they were really, like, guys, you don't know what it sounds like up here. We wish you could come up <laughs> yeah. here and hear you singing back at us. Right, right, right. Um, so that was that was really amazing. But all all this going on at the same time as Asbury, and some folks are saying Asbury's not a real revival. Nah. But I'm going to tell you what, if it changes people's hearts, then it's it's something. Yeah, well, It might not be things, revival, but it's something. Right. It's one of those things you look at six months from now. Yeah. Ten years from now, what was there yeah. real change? You know, so it's, I don't know, you could look at it in the moment and, and, and nitpick and say this or that, is or ain't, but. All I know is that, that every Sunday since, um, Asbury, well, I think they had, I think they had Dean Al going on at the same time we were yeah, going to Man Church. Weekend conference. before last, yeah. I think it was three weekends ago, it might be a month now. Maybe but, so. We've had we've had baptisms every Sunday since then. People can just changing their lives. People decide, you know what? I've known Jesus for a while, but it's time for me to follow Him in a baptism. Yeah, so, there you go. Um, and that's that's what it's about. Is that that act of obedience and the 
the outward expression of the inward change. Right. Uh, I know that God's really been drawing me uh, and, and showing me things in Scripture that I haven't seen or heard before. Um, one of the things Rick Burgess does is a, a broadcast Bible study. And so for the last five or six weeks, we've been studying Revelation. So is this, this is not like, I know they talk about God and things on the Rick and Bubba show, but is this mm-hmm. a separate thing he does from that? As far yes. as his broadcast Yeah, he, he uses the, the same broadcast, like their studio, yeah. and, and they've got a YouTube channel set up and, and podcasts. So he uses all those things that are already in place. Okay. And he does a, a Bible study. It's usually, it's directed toward men. Right. But a lot of women listen to it. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, uh, he, they have like 25 or 30. They're in the studio when he does it on Wednesdays. So he's got like yeah, folks he's, in the studio. Yeah. Okay. They've, they've got a pretty cool setup there. Man, I remember when those guys were on... Was it 103.7 in Anniston? Mm-hmm. Maybe Oxford. They're from Oxford, but I forget. I don't think they ever had a radio state, radio show out of Oxford, but I think Anniston was Anniston was close. where it was at. Because yeah. you used to get them in Jacksonville. My older brother was in school there, and mm-hmm. Rick's dad was the head football coach at Jacksonville yes. State. So this is about that time. They were on one little tiny station, mm-hmm. and now they're Rick and Bubba's worldwide, man. Right. They're syndicated all over the place. Yeah. ministries and all those things, yep. but... It's funny what happens when you obey God. It really is. Doors know, open and yeah. th- things will change in your life. The providence, man. Yeah. God does things for you when you do what you're supposed to what, do. What he says to do. It's yeah. really simple. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it's it's simple, but it ain't easy, right? right. That's what the old men say. Yeah. So if it was easy, everybody would do it. But it's... Uh, it's not so hard that everybody can't do it. Right. It's just you have to get over yourself. Oh, that's tough, right? It is. It's, and that's what I've been learning is I have to step out of my own way. Yeah. And and just follow. Well, I learned, you know, even as a pastor and, and standing in front of people and delivering the gospel every Sunday that my ego still needs a check sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I listen to, uh, you ever heard of Paul Washer? He's a, mm-hmm. I don't want to call him famous. He'd be mad if I called him famous. But he's a, he's a pastor. And if you ever need to be taken down a notch, he's your guy to listen yep. to because he'll, he'll just step on your face. With, and it doesn't bother him at all, does it? <laughs> no, not in the least. But it's great. We need that sometimes. We need right. to be kind of taken down a peg. We need to be lifted up, mm-hmm. you know, which is the end result of that. You get taken down a peg, and then I think you the realize, military has a really good market on. Uh, they really know how to do to tear you down and build you back up. Right. Yeah. Well, God, uh, that's not for <laughs> the general public. Right. 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 But yeah, it's the same kind of deal. But you, once you're taken down, you realize where your strength really is, mm-hmm. and it's not in us. And you know, we we have to rely on Him and. But that's cool that you're uh, involved in all the stuff that's going on there. And yeah, it's it's been really been a blessing to me. Yeah, and I don't want to say that word loosely. Right. Uh, you know, it's not. I just I love watching God do things in other people's lives. Yeah. And I haven't seen Him doing things in my life for a while because it's a three letter word. And I'll let you guess what it is. Uh, it's probably sin. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's the number one thing that will separate you from being able to do what God wants you to do is, is having sin Man. in your life. And so you, what you have to do is stop. you got to kill it, right? you got to kill it. Kill your sin or yeah. it'll be killing you. But that's the, I mean, that's us, right? When we sin, when we don't want to do God's will, that's us making a God in our own image. and We're making ourselves it. God. Right, really exactly. It we got to get out of the way. Yep. Follow, do what God wants us to do. I have to say this carefully because you know that mental health issues are a big deal for me yeah. because of what I do for 
for a living and, right. and people I care about. But we have to kill ourselves. Our self. Yeah, right, right. Not our physical body, but right. our, our our sinful nature. Well, your ego, yeah, yeah your, your, your sinful nature. You fight against that because we're, we're stuck in it, right? right? Until we die. We're in well, this, yeah, we inherited it. Yeah, we're in this imperfect uh, meat vehicle. Right. And uh, so we fight that urge and, and, and that fallen nature every day. But but we have to fight it. We do. Or, you know, it kills us. I'm working on a, a study of... of uh, I was going to ask you about this. Um, the armor of God. Yeah. And the battles that they're coming, the battles that we have to prepare for. Yeah. Um, it's not ready. No, but no, but I'm good. working on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing some more research and seeing what other people have to say. So where does this come from? Like you're suddenly interested in the armor well, of I God? Just, I just know we've got battles coming. Right. And and they're not going to be easy battles. You know, we, we've both got children, teenagers. Right. Um, and it's going to be... I know that, that 12, like I've been reading about kids, and I know that 12 to 14, it's, it's rough for a couple of years. <laughs> but I want to be prepared for that. And I want, I, yeah. I've had several conversations with my son. Hey, look, man, when things are hard, you can still come talk to me. And if it's hard to talk about stuff, you can still come talk to me. Yeah. And, and I want him to know that I'm trying to be the image bearer of God for him so that he knows that you know, if, he want, if he needs to talk to God about something, he can stop what he's doing. Or not stop what he's doing and still talk to God. Right. You know, he doesn't have to be afraid to talk to God or call me up and be like, hey, Dad, look, I'm, I'm in a bind. I need yeah. some help. Well, there's two kinds of dad. And I forget where I saw this, probably social media. Um, one kind of dad is, is the kids say, I messed up. Dad's going to be so mad at me. Right. Or I messed up. I better go talk to my dad. Right. Um, so you can, you know, it's up to us to decide which one of those dads. We, we I want to be the second one. Our father is always the same, but right. we have to, we have to, uh, to be the second one. And the more we look like God, the easier it will be to be that second mm-hmm. one. But, uh, yeah, the, the armor of God is a thing we got yeah, to do every day, right? Absolutely. And you just have to, the biggest part of it is just to be able to sit down and Take a few minutes. It doesn't take long. Yeah. You have to connect with God. And right. it's so easy to do through His Word, which I think that's what we're headed to today at some point. Yeah. Um, and talking about the Bible. Um, but I think it's really important. I know it's important that you have to take time. you got to make time yeah. to talk to God just for a few minutes. Yeah. You know, just yeah. connect. And, and we do that through reading His Word. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how He talks to us. Right. We pray and we say, you know, things and... Um, the scripture says he knows what we're going to pray before we say it. Right. But we're supposed to say it anyway. And then we open up his book and he talks back to us. And I always say that the Bible is not about us. It's to us. Right. So we look and see all the examples of all these people. And we look at, we beat Peter up all the time and go, man, Peter was dumb. And he did all these, that I saw this dumb stuff. Peter didn't have the Bible to look at. You right. Know, he was the he one. was right there with Jesus. Right, right. He was the one. He was the fall guy at right. that point. He was the guinea pig so that we can look back and go, man, that Peter, well, don't do the stuff that Peter did. But at the end, you know, as it went along, Peter was the rock. You know, he Jesus was the said, guy. You're the rock that I want to build the church on. Right. So, you know, if he can use a Peter or if he can use a Paul, he can use an Andrew or he can use a Danny. He does. He does. He can and he does. Yeah. But, uh, uh, that's that's the direction that we're supposed to be headed in. It's not an easy road, man. Which is why we get all this armor to protect us. Yeah, and you know, we get 
we get the belt of truth and we get the breastplate of righteousness and we get the sword of God's word that to, to defend ourselves mm -hmm. and, and man that thing will it'll cut you yeah uh, it'll it'll and the scripture tells us it'll cut right to the bone well we talk about the truth and and the way that I always describe the truth uh, to my congregation or, or to whoever we talks about the, the, the two-edged sword that cuts mm -hmm. to the marrow and the sinews and all this we think about the truth as as being a line and everything on one side of the line is true and everything on the other side of the line is false. Mm -hmm. That's not right. Truth is on like a razor's edge. It is. It's the stuff that you can balance on the, the sharpest blade mm -hmm. of the sharpest sword. That's where the truth is. It's not an all or nothing. It's uh, it's it's so thin that the truth, um, it's, it's, it's not kind or unkind. It's just It just truth. is. Yeah. It just is. Just the truth. I, I saw. I'm a big fan of Jordan Peterson. I think you yeah, know this. Yeah, um, I love Jordan Peterson. He's probably the smartest human being alive right now. That, that's a, you can make a solid argument for that. And not just that he's the most intelligent, but he can communicate with a wide range of people yeah. in such a way that they can understand. Which yeah. that amazes me as well, because I've known some really smart people who couldn't bring it down enough that I could understand. Right. And I'm not dumb. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. Jordan Peterson said, and he said this on Joe Rogan, he, you know, he's a pretty recent convert. Mm -hmm. He was an atheist mm -hmm. because he's so smart that he had it all figured right. out and there couldn't be a God, right? And then he realized. Right. I'm smart enough to know there's got to be something, you know, out there doing this thing. So he, he's describing the Bible to Joe Rogan, who is an atheist, mm -hmm. right? And we're talking about the truth and what is right. the truth and what's not the truth. And he says, the Bible isn't just true. It's the precondition for the manifestation of truth. Right. I was it's just true. about to say that. You know that. I was getting there. I'm sorry. I stole No, it's okay. <laughs> but actually, I wasn't even going to talk about Jordan Peterson. It's um, the guy from Apologia. I don't know. Uh, I can't think of his name. But this guy has a YouTube channel, and he, he debates with other faiths, if you'll call them that. But he'll debate with Mormons, and he'll debate with um, with atheists. Who are we talking about? What's this guy's name? I, Doug? I don't know. Apologia. Apologia. I'm not familiar with them. I'll look him up and we'll tag him or whatever. I got you. Um, I know that uh, like Todd Fry does a lot of that. Um, Ray Comfort. Uh, Jeff, uh, what's Jeff's name? He's out in Arizona. He's the pastor of Apologia Church. Jeff Durbin. That's him. Jeff Durbin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Durbin. With the beard. And with the, the beard. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I mean, we're beard guys. Yeah. Beard guys should stick gotta together. Stick together. Yeah. yeah. I but met he, him in Atlanta he, he basically yeah. says that God is not just good, mm -hmm. but God is the way we see good, yeah. the only way we can understand good. Right. Um, and and so it's just like with Jordan Peterson. It's a he's the precondition. Yeah. He, he is the prerequisite for good or truth. Right. Right. You, know, you can't have it without that moral absolute. Well, that's the thing people talk about right and wrong, right? But you can't define right and wrong. You can't define morality without going back to a biblical worldview. Right. Like, it's just not possible. You can't define, well, who's to say what's right and wrong? No, that'd you be know? God. Right. You, you know? got to go back to something. So you could say, well, it's the, the law in our country. The Constitution says that. Where does the Constitution come from? It came from these guys. Who do these guys believe in and draw these ideas from? Right. God. Yep. So it's, you know, if there's I mean, a... You can look at most of our laws... And in some way or form, you can see one of the Ten Commandments in them. 
Yeah, yeah, and all of them. I mean, in some way, shape, or form. All the different ways you can steal something from somebody, the Bible says don't steal. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the, in the two greatest commandments, you know, love your God mm-hmm. and love your neighbor mm-hmm. because you love God. So you can look at any law you can break, and that comes back to not loving your neighbor it on, does. Some, on some level. You know, and, you, and people talk about victimless crimes and things like that. There's no such thing. But it all comes back to loving your neighbor. And for us, you love your neighbor because you love God. And if you claim to love your neighbor, then you're, you know, you're you're following the idea that there there is this thing called love. Right. And where does love come from? Well, I'll tell you where it comes from, whether you like it or not. You know. <laughs> but some folks call lust love. That yeah, happens a lot. It does. It does. But it's uh, the idea of love is. You know, all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Right. And God gave Adam and Eve all this stuff, and they blew it. And, then he, and he, made still it anyway. he still loved them. He still loved them. Yeah. From the moment they sinned, yeah. he had a plan to reconnect. Yeah. And then, you know, we see in the immediate, he helped them with some clothes that weren't mm-hmm. fig leaves that were going to make them itch. And then he created a way for them to make sacrifices. Right. And then we get second Adam with Jesus, and we get to kind of start over again but yeah in spite of all right and thank yeah. god for that no doubt because i've messed up at least once today maybe more than <laughs> that. <laughs> maybe more than that i think it happened before i got out of bed probably uh, i think so but yeah that's uh i don't know he loves us anyway man and that's i don't know yeah i i stop sometimes and i just kind of still he i love me anyway i've never murdered anybody you know and i've never raped anybody i've never done i could make you a list of sins that i've never committed but like i've sinned my fair share well the, but, my, uh, my biggest problem a lot of times is that i get down on me because i know me yeah i know yeah. i know how i stand and i know the right. things i've done wrong right and and so sometimes that really overwhelms me yeah and that's just the devil yeah well that's my you thing know? is that I, I look at those things and i go well i'm I'm not as bad as some other person that right. did X, Y, and Z, but that's not how it works either. Well, some other person is not the standard we're living to. Right. You know? No, it's it's God, and that's tough. That's tough because we don't want to. Right. It's easy not to. It's easy to say, I'm not like so-and-so. Yeah. You know? At least I'm, I'm not I'm, that At bad. least I'm not doing this. Or, yeah. You know, I, I, I did my, my quiet time this morning. I studied the Bible this morning. Well, if you walked out of the house and... You know, curse the dog because it ran across the road in front of you. Yeah. You're still sinning. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, now, granted, I've yelled at the dog and I probably cussed at the dog. So, <laughs> you know, she's dumb. Yeah. She's cute, but she's dumb. It, man, we got this cat right now that's right at the final edge of the, like, kitten phase mm. where it's big and it looks like it should know better, but it doesn't. Right. And it's insane at 2 o'clock in the morning. And that'll try you. You know, you so I, I read where a friend of mine, she has a cat that lives in the house, and apparently two of her cats kind of fight. And this one comes tearing across her pillow, and she wakes up, lip bleeding, forehead oh. bleeding. The cat was coming through there with its claws out and just went right across her face and clawed her up. Um, so that like, would, that's uh, why cats live outside. If you're an, if you have an animal with a fur coat, it, it outside, can live outside. Outside, outside critters. I'll test your faith, though, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, we, I'm joking about cats, but like people do, our kids do, mm-hmm. our wives never do. That never happens. 
Don't lie. They wouldn't. <laughs> Don't lie. I'm gonna call you out on it. Don't you lie. Look, my wife tests my faith. Actually, I just I let her test my faith. I think. Yeah, you know, that's, that's cause, fair. Because I don't. Maybe it's maybe it's like Jocko says. I didn't own that completely. Yeah. And I, so yeah. I didn't communicate well. Maybe that's my fault. Oh, that's tough. It's my fault. It's my fault. Those are Dude, some of the hardest I'm, words to say. I'm telling you, Jocko knows what he's talking about, and it'll change the way you lead your your church. It'll change the way you lead your coworkers. Change the way you lead your family. Yeah. Yeah. The the idea of extreme ownership. You know, we we can't atone for our sins, but we can own them. Mm-hmm. You know, we can admit them, and we, we have to admit them and confess them, and and all those things. And then we've got to we've got to own the next steps and what right. we're supposed to be doing, and and following God and leading people. You know, and it's it's tough. We don't have you're in my church sanctuary right now, so you, you know that it's not gigantic. There are not a million people here. No. But there are people here who look at me and go, well, what's he doing when this happens or when that happens? Right. And how does he respond? And and I know that what if I walk out on the street in front of my church and somebody cuts me off in traffic or, you know, bumps into me on the sidewalk and I'm tempted to do these things, I know that I'll run into somebody and I'll say a cross word to them. Right. And then that person will show up at my church on Sunday not knowing that I was the pastor. And then i got to look this guy in the eye and go, well, I cussed you out on the sidewalk the other day. Oh, we need to apologize yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but then this guy's going, well, man, I thought you were a pastor. I thought you were a Christian. That's the thing, right? I right. thought you were a Christian. Well, I don't. I am. <laughs> the, the word, the term Christian is only used like three times in the New Testament. Did you know that? Uh, it's, it's yeah. just a limited number of times, and two of the three times it's used in a derogatory sense. Mm. So, uh, one of the big things that we're trying to do, and, and at, at our church, and uh, and in the ministries that I've been involved with, or trying to be involved with, is we're trying to get to to call each other disciples. I want to be. I want to learn. I don't mind being disciplined by Jesus. Yeah. It hurts sometimes. Yeah. It's okay. Tough. It's tough. But I want to learn. I want to be like Him. And while Christian, the word means little Christ, mm-hmm. I, I can't bear that kind of weight. That's tough, right? That's a bit. That's huge. Yeah. And there's so many people who claim to be Christians that really, they're not. They don't live the life. They they, they talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. Yeah. And so, uh, it's it's a, it's a huge challenge to be able to not just talk about it, but to be able to do it. What's well, Jesus said? You'll know them by their, by their fruits. fruits, right? I mean, you produce fruit or you don't. And then you've told on yourself. Right. Right. One way or the other. You don't, if you're producing fruit, you don't have to go around telling everybody how holy you are. Don't know. How righteous you are, any of those things. Yeah, they know. Or, or if you're not producing fruit, they know that too. Right. So it's, you know. It's not that fruit is, not that we're trying to produce fruit to be, to earn anything. No. But yeah. we produce fruit because of our the gift of salvation that we've gotten, right. the way we love one another, we, we well, got a, we got a one another in obedience, going on. yeah, in obedience, fruit. yeah, because we're following God's commands and laws, right. So you mentioned your church just a second ago. Where do you go to church? West Rome Baptist. West Rome Baptist. Yep. Over at nine twelve Shorter Avenue. There you go. I was gonna have Jared on earlier. Jared Roberts, the pastor over there, um, he's gonna come on earlier today. Mm-hmm. And I had some stuff come up and I had to cancel, kind of last minute. But we're gonna get him on too. But uh, he's a he's a fantastic teacher. Jared is a fantastic teacher. Um, 
that's one of the reasons we're there. Yeah. Um, my wife grew up in a very small church. It's kind of um, fundamentalist, and um, there's nothing wrong with that because <laughs> we go. have to have there the fundamentals. Yeah. yeah. But she uh, she really had a hard time learning. Like we're we're starting a study of Revelation in our small mm-hmm. group, and thank you for saying Revelation. It's Saint, just one Saint revelation. Taylor. It's just the one revelation. Just the one. The revelation of Jesus. That's it. To John. Um, but she's she grew up afraid of this book of the Bible mm. because it's end time stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we've been in the end times since Jesus went back to heaven. Thank you. So thank you. I, I thank you. Hebrews chapter yeah. one. We we in know these last days. In these we... last days. That's right. <laughs> and and I'm not I can't remember the the scripture reference, but I know that the Bible tells us that no one knows, not even the Son. Right. So we don't know when Jesus is coming back. In fact, Jesus doesn't even know when he's coming back. Yeah. It's just gonna happen one day. Yeah. So anybody who tells you they know is full of stuff. <sighs> you remember and she might have been part of one of those churches. I was part of one of those churches as a child. Not for very much longer after that, but uh the uh, the eighty eight reasons why Jesus is coming back in eighty eight. Remember, remember I, that? I do remember that. And then, he, of course, he didn't. So then, the guy writes eighty nine. It didn't sell as well. Eighty nine reasons in eighty nine. But I remember I was ten years old, and I remember people selling their houses mm-hmm. and they're giving their boat away and and you know well, like, here all my stuff. I'm it's to like Y two K man when we turned over two thousand. People were losing uh, their minds. Everything's gonna, everything's gonna fail. Jesus must be coming back. Nothing failed. Nothing. All the Not systems kept right on working. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Jen is just, um, she's uh, sorry, I'm, I got derailed there. No, you're good. Time out. So Jen's going to this real small church, mm-hmm. and she grew up. Uh, I've, I've been to the church one time, and it was like homecoming or something. Yeah. And the the message was, sin's a real place, and people are going there. Hell's a real place? Hell's a real place. Hell's a real place. Yeah. yeah. Hell, <laughs> hell is a real place, yeah. people are going there. I got gotcha. But there was nothing like, how do we how do we reach out to people? How do we reach into their lives and yeah. help them realize, hey, look, you know, this sin in your life is going to cause you to physically die and emotionally, spiritually die. You'll be separated, for God from, or separated from God forever. And uh, I was really like... They're good people. Yeah, yeah. It's just very direct-minded yeah. about... Well, that's yeah. that church I went to was the same kind of mindset. And I remember being 7, 8, 9, 10 years old and thinking, well, like, right now? Like, is he coming back? Like, now? What about now? Now? <laughs> do, do I have a day? <laughs> yeah. Can I take care of some things? How long have I got? I got, I got a basketball game on Saturday. Like, am I going to... It's going to be before that? Like, we're, no, we're talking about getting a new puppy. Yeah. We're going to have time to get the... You know, and those are the things you think about when you're 10, but that's stressful, man. It is. And unnecessary. It doesn't have to be like that. And like I said, she's now she's struggling to open her mind to this book of the Bible Yeah. to learn about what's going to come, what's coming. It's tough, yeah. But it's like reading the end of the book. It's like reading the last chapter of the book, literally. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We, we find out what's going to happen. We know ahead of time what to look for. Right. So. Well, and God gets his glory. Right, you know, and that's that's how it ends. God well, gets His glory. And God's getting some glory over at the gym, isn't He? He is getting some glory at the gym. Yeah. What kind of gym are we talking about? Well, that'd be scramble. Okay. The jujitsu gym. The jiu- okay, you said it first. You said it first. That's Who doesn't love jujitsu? I don't know if you, if you even heard the last few. I've had these jujitsu guys on lately. Okay, and I the I've done a couple of episodes solo about jujitsu, and I was always like, 
I'm never going to be the vegan CrossFitter who talks about my thing all the time. <laughs> you know? So, like, my rule now is, like, somebody else has got to say it first. But now okay. that it's been mentioned, God is doing some stuff. He's doing some stuff over with there. With some dudes at the gym. Yeah. Some hard dudes, too. Yeah. Yeah, some some rugged lumberjack. Yeah. Cauliflower ear tattoo dudes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been great to watch, man. And it, it's been... Uh, when you, we were talking just now, we took a break and kind of got off air for a second and came back and we were talking, we almost got into talking about my son. Right. And, uh, when he, he passed away in June of, of 21 and we had been training at the gym there for about eight months. Right. And the night that he died, me and Jessica got in the car to leave the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, this has got to point people to Jesus. Absolutely. As hard as this is. And we hadn't even wrapped our brains around it fully at the time. Um, but this has got to point people to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I know now I'm never going to be a world jiu-jitsu champion. Right. Right. I got a blue belt a few months ago, and that was further than I ever expected That's a lot more jiu-jitsu belt than I've got. Right, yeah. But it's I never was like, I'll just be this great. And I understand my what my role there is now. Mm -hmm. And guys are, are messaging me now. Like I'm getting DMs and, and text messages, and guys are going, hey, uh, so I was reading the Bible the other day, right? And it said X. What do you think about that? Or they'll catch me like uh, after class or before class. And I'm like, hey, uh, tell me about your church. Right. What's going on up there? What That's awesome, man. I've been thinking about this, and I heard Jason's podcast, and you know, and I, I've been talking to this guy and that guy. I want to know what you think about this subject or some of these guys that I my, my son trained yeah. with Joseph, and that's kind of how you and I got to be good friends. Yeah. Um, so we had the opportunity to to know these guys, yeah. And we're getting to know these guys who are coaching our kids, and yeah. And I already have immense respect for them, yeah, because they're you know, they're making a difference in my son's life, right? Uh, and now as they've become believers and brothers in Christ, and now it's like, wow, man, I I I know your history because I know who you are, yeah. I know about you, right? And I see the same thing that God did with converting Saul to Paul, yeah. It's made it. It's made those kind of changes in people. It has, man. So. It's been it's been super cool to watch, um, because you don't. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, you you know these guys. And you know who they were, mm -hmm. and they haven't known me. They didn't. These guys are so much younger than me. They didn't know me when I was their age, or they'd say the same things about me. Right. But to, but to see God change these people and these guys become different people, and through that, the atmosphere at the gym change. Mm -hmm. Now. They're still killers. Oh yeah, still there's no doubt about that. Choke you unconscious. They will fold you up in your clothes. Yeah, yeah. But they're really nice guys now. They yeah. love Jesus, and, and God's doing awesome stuff. And He gets his, like I said, He gets His glory. You know, yeah. and it's 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 not always the path that you think. It's not always what you feel like might be the direct path, but He does. And I've watched you and Jessica since since. Joseph got called home, yeah. and the way you guys have just continued to point people to God, and you've point continue to give God glory for even in this hard thing that you had to go through. Yeah, man, it's he's amazing. He really he is. He really is, man. And that that's the way that was it. That my faith has been so much has strengthened has become much more strengthened in that time um, because that's all I had. Right. You know, that's all Jessica had. We had each other and we had our faith. And uh You've you both know, grown grown and grown, we man. We have, we have. And and the Bible 
we think about the 23rd Psalm, right? And that's kind of been my thing since Joseph passed. Um, and we think about how beautiful it is and mm-hmm. the, the language and it's so colorful and, and sweet and all this stuff. And, and David, the, the psalmist, is talking about how, you know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you're with me. Well, like, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right? God didn't protect David from mm-hmm. the valley of the shadow of death. No, he still had to walk through the he valley. He walked through the valley, but God was with him. Right. And God is with us uh, in our worst times. Mm-hmm. You know, when when things couldn't get any worse for us, God's there. Yeah. And that's when it's most important for us to live our faith. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do it when when things are going well. Like, hey, I'm, I'm in church and, and I'm rich and I just got a new boat and a new job and a new, you know. All, Wait, is your name Joe Osteen? It is not. I mean, no. Speaking of jiu-jitsu, <laughs> jiu-jitsu <laughs> I would like to give Joe a lesson. But... Uh, it's easy when we're when things are going well to be. I'm like, look how great my faith is while things are going well. Right. Um, and when not it's to, hard, it, when the man, world's falling apart around you, you have to. Right. You have to. But he's there. Right. Right. Thou art with me. You know. And I'm. It I'm seems like every James time I get myself into a situation, because let's face it, who can get Andrew in a situation better than <laughs> than me? Okay. I'm with you. So when I'm in a tight spot, when I'm in a tough, you know who pulls me out. It's not me. I might have to do some work. Yeah. But it's God yeah. that pulls me out. It's God that brings me along and right. shows me the way home. Yeah. So. No, and, and he always does. Man, he never fails in that. We get into tough times and we think, well, where are you now, God? And like, we're not really looking for him. We're, nope. We, we we're need somebody to be mad at. Yeah. So God's always there to be mad at too. But, but he's there and he goes through it with us. Mm-hmm. Not that he keeps us from it, but he goes through it with us. Well, you have to learn. Yeah. And some of us are really hard-headed, and we have to learn the hard way. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he goes through it, walks through it beside us Man. so that we can learn even the knuckleheads. We, we couldn't do it otherwise. No. We're just, we're not capable. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do, people ask me all the time, how do you keep going? I, I, I can't. Like, I don't. I get up every morning. I yeah. get out of bed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but it, it's it's his strength, though. It's mm-hmm. not mine. Yeah. And... and we talk about God giving us strength, and and I try not to say it that way because I, I feel like when I'm asking God for some strength, like some is is kind of limited, mm. you know. Like I, He gave me some. I had there's some water in this bottle here. It's not full, right? Right. But for God to be our strength is a whole different thing. Uh, yeah, that's a real. You know, it's not a. There's no limit on that. It's however much we need, He's got more. Right. So, you know, the abundance, and uh, I need to look up the word, but the the Greek word for abundance, we think about having, uh, needing five and having seven. That's right. an abundance, right? Well, like the, the word for abundance, I need to, I gotta find it, but it means like we need seven, but we have 7,000. Right. Like it's the overwhelming, exceeding, abundant, you know, and so that's God, that's how God takes care of us. Mm-hmm. And it's, if it's, you know, provisions for our family or right. the faith and the strength to get through a tough time. He's got more than we need because he's God, man. Right. <laughs> he is, he is, I don't he, he's, he's the maker of everything. Yeah. You yeah. know, so whatever we need, he can provide it for us. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. That's, that's who we serve, right? This King with all the riches and all the glory. And, and that's, that's one of the really cool things is that in, 
I'm not exactly sure how to say this, by becoming a slave to Christ, mm-hmm. I've found freedom from other things. Ooh, that's spicy. Yeah, that's that's hot. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the truth. Though. But it is. If you'll serve Jesus and do what He's asked you to do, simple things, love yeah. people, love Him, you know, well, take care of the widows and the orphans. Not about you then, right? But I think that's the big thing is it's not about me. When it stops being about me personally, I'm better equipped and better able to take care of somebody else. There you go. Which is kind of what my job is, is taking care of other people. You take care of other people physically, professionally, yeah, like medically, I don't know how you say that, but for a living, that's what you do. And uh, it sort of stands to reason that that's who you are in Christ also, Mm -hmm. right? I hope so. Because that's what we're—that's how we're applying it right now. You're doing all right, man. <laughs> You're doing all right. No, it's uh, yeah. When when you, I mean, Paul talks about dying to self, like we were talking about a minute ago. You get yourself out of the way. Right. What I want is not important. It's what does God want for me? From, from me, me? Yeah. For me to do, um, and that's ministering to people, loving people. That's it. That's what we're supposed to do. And because he has an overabundance of whatever we need, when my cup runs dry, mm-hmm. when my compassion runs short, when my patient runs short, patience, not that kind of patient. Yeah, yeah. Because I got plenty of those. You got plenty of patience, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is patience with a C-E, yeah. not a T. Uh, but yeah, when all that stuff starts running out, I have to remember to tap into the resource that's available to me mm-hmm. and, and quit trying to run on myself. Yeah. Proverbs tells us, Lean not on your own understanding. Well, it's not just understanding. You have to lean on God's power and God's strength and His patience. Because let's just be honest. He's been really patient with us. (laughs) (laughs) No, He has. And He is with all of us, you know, as far as people go. People do people stuff. Right. Because that's who we are. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's who we are. It's how we're made. Um, But in Him, we get out of all that. Right. You know, and it's... uh, you're blowing up right now. Yeah, somebody wants me. You're popular and famous. I don't know about all that. Maybe a little bit of each. But you uh, you got this study going on right now. We, we were talking about your Armor of God study. Are you <coughs> going to uh, are you get to present this at some point? Maybe. Maybe. I hope, I hope so. I don't know if it's just if I'm, I'm studying this just so that I can learn it, mm-hmm. uh, so that it can better serve me, or if it's going to be something that in time... Um, we're really trying to kick off a men's ministry and get it rolling. Yeah. Um, we kind of want to do man church and have Rick come and, and talk about. So you know what happens when you like have this idea, right, and this, this vision for your church, and you go to the pastor and you're like, hey, I want to do this thing. What's he tell you? Do it. Do it. <laughs> he's like, I'll find the money. Do it. You do that, it. That's the problem. Yeah. I'm like, I want you to do this. And he's right. like, no, I, if you want it done, you're going to have to do it. Yeah. So there's a group of us who are, who are actively seeking to get men's ministry started at West Rome again. And, Man. and, uh, and a guy named David Bryant, he's kind of spearheading it all. Mm-hmm. And, um, but there's, there's like five or six of us who are really pushing and gung-ho to get it going. Because here's the truth. Men are not involved in church. Right. Men typically don't have good relationships with Jesus. Right. And if you have a better relationship with Jesus, every other relationship you have will be better. Yeah. Um, yeah. But everywhere, every church that has this, has some kind of men's ministry that's active, and the men are active in it, right? They the church is stronger, their city is stronger. They start seeing more people come 
hey, what's what's going on over there? Yeah. You know, what people you want to know what's, what are you guys into? Yeah. So um, we're hoping that, that we can have that same kind of effect, not just in our church, but in our community as well. I was talking to a new believer friend the other day um, whose wife doesn't believe. But there are numbers, and I wish I knew the numbers, and I should have looked them up before we got into this episode. I didn't know we were coming here. But, I didn't know where we were going. I, <laughs> I thought we were going somewhere else. I didn't either. But it was, I remember when I was a deacon in a Baptist church, and we were presented with some numbers from, like, the Southern Baptist Convention, you know, the Georgia yeah. Baptist, somebody, um, that said, like, when when the the man of the house comes to Christ and starts going to church first, like 90% of the time, the rest of the family follows. right. right. When the mom does it, you know, it's it's 50-50. Maybe it was 35% of the time. When it's one of the kids, it's like 8%. You know? Right. The kid goes, gets on the church bus, and, like, he goes a few times, and mom and dad, whatever. But when the man goes, it, it's it's vastly different. Yeah, it's huge because and that's the, well, that's the, the family, model. That's how it's supposed to happen. Right. The rest of the family is so, you know, is prone to follow at that point. So it's important to take care of men. It is. And, and church. And disciple them and teach them about Jesus and teach them how to lead. Yeah, in the in a biblical way. So, so what kind of stuff? You, you say you want to do like man church. What kind of things do you have in mind for? Well, we've got a couple. Of, I don't know. If we've got events on the calendar yet, but we're looking at at some social things so we can get to know each other. Because dudes, yeah. we don't want to open up about you know no, about terrible. how we sin. It's it's that's awful, it's, awful, awful to sit down and talk to somebody. <laughs> um, but you got to get to know your brothers. Yeah, and then you then you can start having time of, of being able to confess to them mm-hmm. things that you struggle with and how you struggle so that they can pray with you. Yeah. And then you can you can be open to getting that phone call. Hey man, how's everything going this week? What can I pray for you? Yeah. You know, what yeah. can I pray we'll I pray, pray with you me. about. Yeah. And uh but there's gotta be like you've got to have men's Bible study where men are coming together and learning about Jesus and, and discipleship time. Mm-hmm. But you've also got to have like men's worship. And actually scripture calls men to come together Three times a year, just the men, hmm. and that's one of the things that the man church does is they have, um, they have the high challenge, they have high equipping. I, I talk about what they're doing because they've got a model that works. Right. Um, so do you do you just start doing what they're doing, or do they have some kind of a package thing that they give? They have you a package that? thing that they'll, of course, they'll sell it to you. Right. Um, but they. Uh, you can have one of the guys from their ministry team come and, and do a kickoff, and they'll come and speak okay. for your for your kickoff. Um, I've also got a video yeah. that's that's rigged, is prepared that you can do that too. Okay, cool. Um, First Baptist Church of Lindale had mm-hmm. Rick come a year or two ago. Yeah, I remember that. Now that you mentioned it, and, and I, I was going to go to that, and I forget what happened. And I didn't get to go. But there's almost always food involved or some kind of. Kind of socialism, not socialism, Don't but socializing. Socialism. <laughs> socializing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. With you. I'm with so, you. <laughs> um, but some of the things I think they're on her plate are like a uh, cornhole tournament, and we're going to have like a, a food truck night where the food trucks are going to come to the church. Yeah. And, um, just guys, just guys, out doing yeah, guy just guys doing the guy stuff. Um, I think stuff. I, know, I know we've been trying to do this, but we're actually going to do it this summer. Um, we'll put the kayaks in here in town, mm-hmm. and one of our guys has got a place. Uh, out by the river, and so we'll all everybody will kayak there, and some of us will float to his house. Float to his house, and some of us don't do the kayak thing, right? So we're gonna help cook and have barbecue ready, and yeah. and then we'll have worship once everybody gets oh, there. That's cool. So yeah, we're gonna do guy stuff. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Good stuff. 
we uh, we're not a super big church, but we do we do a thing on Sunday nights. Every we'll do it even every Sunday night. Every other Sunday night is kind of I guess our our men's ministry, so mm-hmm. to speak. But we get together and we talk about it's not a Bible study. We call it an apologetics roundtable. Okay. So we sit. We present a point. Somebody's kind of kind of runs the discussion for the mm-hmm. night, and you you give a a point, an idea, and then we just discuss it. And it's right. people of different denominations and things, and That's it's a little bit of an outreach for our church because it is different. You know, it's not just people from our church; it's different right. stuff. Which is, you know, I'm sure you guys would be open to to hosting whoever would show up, not necessarily limited to Western people. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But uh, we want to impact men's lives. We want to impact families. Yeah. And, you know, if, if if we can bring a brother along who's struggling and bring him into the ministry and get him back to, you know, whatever church he wants to go to and yeah. wants to take his family to, that's that's our goal is to get to make disciples. Yeah. That's what we're called to do anyway, go right. and make disciples of all nations. Right. So that's what we want to do. Starting is, in your hometown. Starting right here. Working out to nations from there. Oh, I mean, <laughs> Scripture also tells us, don't worry about the stick in somebody else's eye when you got two by four on your own. Ooh. So if we, we got to take care of our, ourselves, our, right. our home first. Yeah. And once we have things in order here, then we can start worrying about reaching out. And that's that's important to me. Yeah. That's, I've always felt if I was going to be a missionary, it'd be a missionary here in Rome, Georgia. Yeah. You know, and I think that, that there's a, at this point, I know there's a, a need for that. For sure, yeah. Well, that's what, when we started our church, somebody asked me, I said, do we really need one more church in Rome, Georgia? And I said, well, where do you go to church? He didn't go to church. Mm. I said, well, there you go. <laughs> We're going to be doing a different thing over here. Yeah, it's a little and different. You should say. come try it. Yeah, yeah. But there's, you know, if there was a church on every street corner. It wouldn't be enough. There wouldn't be enough churches. Nope. <laughs> but I'd weird. love to see every church in this county filled up with people. Man. Man. I I'd mean, love to see it so busy on Sundays. Or, or churches so full on Sundays yeah. that nothing else needed to be open. Yeah, yeah, because you know? everybody's there. Yeah, right. But it's we 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 lock our doors though, and we build a wall or mm-hmm. dig a moat around our church. Right. Us four and no more, you know. And we're not good at outreach. It's tough, but that's why things like what you're talking about are important and getting out into the community and making a difference in the lives of men and equipping them to go and do because it's not. I always tell people, don't bring your lost friends to church for me to get them saved. Like, it's not. Don't bring them to the the preacher and he can straighten them out. No, that's not. The idea of church is that believers come and are strengthened and encouraged and uplifted and and equipped to go out and do the work. And the work is done out in the world. In the ditches. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's not done in the church. It's great if it happens there, but it's up to us to go out and do um, that's been a point. We've been talking about that more lately, even as small as we are, getting out and doing mm-hmm. things in the community and not just for the sake of getting the name of the church out there. It would be great if we doubled and tripled in size or whatever, but to, to get out and share the gospel. I mean, that'd give you, what, 15 people? If we tripled in size, yeah, they're about. Okay. <laughs> not a ton of folks, not a ton of folks, but it's uh, we're, we're where we're supposed to be right now. And yeah. I feel like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, but it only takes one person. Mm-hmm. Right when you think about great missionaries throughout history doing things, and even modern times, you know, it, it's it's one guy that was willing to go and do right, and that could be in a foreign country, or it could be across the street. It could. So yeah, it's important to not uh, not step over, not go past mission work on the way to do mission work. Right, you know, the mission fields everywhere, but we just got to go out and do it. 
Well, you've got to be equipped. How long you got tonight? I'm here up till we're done, buddy. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was looking at the clock. We got 40, 48 minutes on there now. But I mean, I can warm up the fried chicken when I get to the house. It's not a big deal. Uh, my wife just texted me and was like, dinner's ready when you are. I was like, eh, I don't know what it is. Is it fried chicken at your house? It is. It's Bojangles. Bojangles. We're not sponsored by Bojangles. We're not. <laughs> we're not sponsored by Jocko or Jordan Peterson. No, no. We're not sponsored by anybody now that you mention it. No. We used to be. There's some people that we like to talk about, though. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure, for sure. Uh, I don't, I don't have to be sponsored, I guess, to talk have a, about stuff. I was told I have an opinion, so my opinion's free. Right there, you, you know, go. There you're getting it free it's a, of charge. It's folks. a First Amendment opinion. People always ask me how much does it cost to listen to your podcast. Like, bro, what? Can I charge somebody for this? <laughs> like, for what I'm sitting here doing? No. I mean, I. I mean, we probably could, but. Somebody might pay for it. <laughs> I can't think of anybody who would listen to me. My, no, nobody. But we do it anyway, right? Right. Well, it's like you said, we're talkers. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, we got a we've got something to say. Well, and I think about when I'm when I, I'm not feeling good about you know I look I try not to look at the metrics on the podcast because it's whatever it is I feel like it should be more right um, when. I'm at church. I come to church on Sunday, and we got some folks out, and the, the attendance is a little bit low, and I kind of feel like, oh, man, I wish some more people had been there or whatever. I think about Isaiah 6, you know, the hear my send me bit, mm-hmm. and then it goes into uh, after Isaiah realizes he's gotten himself into this, and he said, hear my send me, I'll go whatever it is and wherever right. and how, you know, and then he's like, um, so for how long am I going to do this? You know, and God's like, well, until there's nobody left, until the the cities are all empty, and you, you've you know, either reached them all or they've all died. That's it. That's it. So th- I think about that, you know, in terms of the mission and what it is that we're doing, mm-hmm. and when the numbers are down, you know, and the things that we complain about or, or think, you know, things that we let bring us down, but. It's just such our job to do it. It's right. not, not our job to worry about how many or how long it takes or right. how far we had to go or the hoops we had to jump through. We just share the gospel. Whatever that looks well, like. Well, just talk about it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And even even then, we don't have to talk about it. Sometimes sometimes it's more important that we live it and let people see it. Yeah. Um, you so open that they doors know. that way, for yeah, sure. Yeah, so I know in mission work, um, you can start a lot of conversations by meeting a, a physical need. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you always have to get around and talking at some point. But uh, the thing where people say, uh, share the gospel when necessary, use words. Yeah. Use words. Say the, the gospel is words. You, use the words. But, but, you, but live the words as well. Right. So you open doors by being, like we were talking about earlier, who you're supposed to be. And you, you live this life and people go, hey, something's different about that guy. Right. And then maybe they ask you, hey, what's different about you? And then that's where words come from. Right. You get to say the words at that well, point. Let me tell you what's different. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to go out and, and teach the gospel and be uh, the type of person that people look at and go, well, he's living this too. Right. You know, and that's tough as men, as people. We don't want to. I feel like we're kind of talking around circles on that, but... Well, I mean, my heart has changed, and I'm, 
we've talked before about mm-hmm. youth ministry and yeah. Look, yeah. the reality is we've we've got to minister to men mm-hmm. because they're not getting what they need from they're not getting the support they need from the church. They're not yeah. getting the education they need from the church. <clears throat> but we have to be careful that we don't take away from worshiping. Yeah. And yeah. meeting together. Right. We we just want to add to that. Yeah. So, uh that's that's really important to me. Yeah, it is. It's it's important and, and church worship, corporate worship together is a huge deal. We're commanded to do that in Scripture. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to meet. Hebrews 10.25 tells us to not forsake the gathering together. Um, but these other things are, it's, are they're important too. You know, so it's not just like, there are people that just go to church on Sundays. Right. And then they go home. And then they don't see anybody or talk to anybody from church again. Until, until Sunday. The, until the next Sunday. And some of that is that the people don't want to make that contact. Right. Some of it is nobody contacts them. So it's a two-way street, you know. And, and well, that's a huge thing in, in mental health, too. Yeah. Is not just, you know, you hear everybody say, reach out if you need help. Yeah. Well, why don't you reach in? Nobody's going to reach out. Re- reach into <laughs> to that person's life. If yeah. you know they're struggling or you know they have been struggling, yeah. then it's a it's incumbent upon you to reach into their life and, hey, man, what can I do to help you? How can I bring you along? There you go. What, what are your needs? So not your church. Okay, so... You have experiences outside of, of your church, so we'll we'll take your church out of it um, so you don't have to... Well, because I'm going to ask you this question. I had a buddy. I don't know if you know Vince Carr or not. He's a pastor in Rockmart. I think uh, I know that name. North Church. He uh, asked a question on Facebook the other day that was like... I forget exactly how it was worded, but it was something along the lines of how do you feel like the church handles... Mental illness. Poorly. Okay, that's what I was going for. By and large, I think the church, because I think a lot of people believe that you just need more Jesus. Yeah. You just need more Jesus. And that's not, man, I, and at the worst of my depression, I was leaning as hard as I could on God. Yeah. I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. I mean, that's, what you're supposed to do in that situation. Right, and you can never have too much Jesus. That's not a... No, it's not. But man, it sure is nice when somebody puts a hand out. Reaches in and goes, hey man, you're not alone. Yeah. I've, I've been where you are. Yeah. And I recognize how dark the place you're in is. Here's a flashlight. Yeah. Come on, let's go this way. Yeah. So, so you don't feel like the church does a good job? I don't think so. Not overall. Um, and part of that's because people don't want to open up about it. Right. You know, it's it's one of those hidden illnesses that a lot of people do really well to hide. Yeah. Um, because they're they're embarrassed or they have, you know, they have addictions that go along with it that they don't want to talk about. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just so many, so many things that are, are tough about mental illness. So we got mental illness, mm-hmm. right, that people don't want to talk about. And then we have, you've been talking about men who don't want to talk period right about anything um so why why do you think it is that either of those groups and i i feel like maybe i know the i know the answer to this we need to get the words out because we're doing here why do those groups not want to reach out two words john lovett's got the first one satan Uh. and the second (laughs) one is related to him it's called sin yeah. Okay. I've got sin in my life, yeah. and I'm embarrassed by it, or 
I, I don't. I just don't want you to know that I've got sin in my life. Yeah. You know. So I don't. Yeah, but I mean, like, if I've got a flat tire and I can't find my lug wrench, I don't want to call somebody to help me. You know what I'm saying? Well, that, and that's it's the other thing is we've thing. been raised. That's a man thing. We've been raised to think, well, I can take care of this. Yeah. I can manage this. Well, if you don't, if you got a flat and you don't have a four way lug wrench, you can't manage that. Yeah. You know, you're either calling AAA or you're calling Lloyd's Record Service. Right. Or you're calling me to bring you a I don't care. Call me to bring a lug wrench up. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll come help you out, man. Yeah. But the reality is we just don't want to ask for help. Yeah. We've been brought up in a society that says, you're a man. You should be able to handle this on your own. Yeah. And, well, and then you feel you like can't. if you can't, then you feel like less of a man, right? Because that's who we Sometimes. look at and go, well, that's what a man's supposed to be. So I must not be... The man that I'm supposed to be, right. if I can't handle, you know, whatever. That's that's where I thought you would go with that. But again, it's, we're saying the words here, right? But I guess I don't know. Crazy is the word that comes to mind, and I'm gonna wrap this and bring this around. When I think about mental illness, you know, I, I don't want to tell you that I'm struggling because I don't want you to think I'm crazy. I get that, you know, yeah. Uh, and I'm familiar with that. You can't come that. back from crazy. Once somebody says he's crazy, no, I am. Yeah, you're, you're stuck there. No, I am. I got papers. <laughs> there you go. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that's what it is. Is we're afraid of being judged by other people. We don't want to be judged by other people. Mm. Um, we don't want people to to adjudicate us as, like you said, crazy or any other thing. Yeah. But the reality is, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I said, I know me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I think a lot of men are like that. Yeah. They, they don't want to be judged. They don't want you to, to look at them and go, ah, or like we were talking about earlier, I'm better than so-and-so. No, you're, you're not because we all have these struggles. Right. Life is hard. Yeah. It really is. But if I'm struggling and I feel like I'm struggling because I'm not the man that I'm supposed to be and then I tell you about it, then... You're also going to think that I'm not the man I'm supposed to be because I got to ask you for help, right? And that that just perpetuates that same cycle. It can, yeah, it makes us, you know, puts us in the place we were in to begin with. But I think that's why it's important that we do these men's ministry things, yeah. where we're getting men together and and men can start to see, you know, Danny's Danny's not that different from Andrew. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, we we struggle with. If you're a man, you struggle with certain things. Yeah, yeah. You're just going to. Yeah. Uh, so we have to lean on each other and hold each other accountable so that at the end of the day, when you call me up, like, hey, man, how was your day today? I can go, you know, I had a rough day today. Yeah. And I appreciate you calling and checking on me. Right. Uh, but that's what that's, that's Jared's preaching a, a, a series on one another mm-hmm. and talking about the church and how we're supposed to love one another. Uh, Francis Chan has a book, uh, mm-hmm. and there's like 59 one another statements in the New Testament. Yeah. Uh, I, if you haven't been, his sermons are on YouTube. Yeah, I Jared's I, sermons I, I've watched Jared most okay. of the time. Um, I really like the way he's teaching this this series. Yeah. Because it's it's bringing it together. It's, it's putting the pieces together, and it's uh, I think people are get starting to get it a little bit. One of the, as crazy as this may sound, the church, the big church, does not love people well. Hmm. Does not love sinners well or lost people. Well, that's a two-way street, right? Like, one side has to be willing to receive help. Right. To ask for help. 
And then the other side's got to be willing and, pre- and prepared and prepared to ask if you need help, mm-hmm. you know, to be yeah. there, to, to expect an honest answer when I say, how are you doing? Yeah. You know, cause I, I, I we ask people, how are you doing? And I'm I, fine. I really hope that you're going to say fine mm-hmm. because then nothing's required of me at that point. But both ends of that conversation have to be honest about it. Right. Like, I've got to want you to tell the truth when I ask you how you're doing. But you've and, also got to be prepared for me to tell you the truth. You, yeah, right. And, you, and you've got to be willing to say the truth. Well, well yeah. I'm struggling because yeah. this is going on and that's going on. and you know. But we'd rather just go, well, I, you know, church just let out. and My family's in the car waiting on me. Yeah, and I'm trying to get to the restaurant. and you know, So that I can not tip my waiter. Right, right. Yeah. Christians got to tip Christians. Give your waiter money. Tip your waiter. We're here all week. Oh, man. But yeah, it's, it's got to be. That's the two-way street. It is, and I think we just—it's it, across the board. It's not just like the church, but it's in like we're talking about with mental health. Mm-hmm. You—you've got to be able to say where you are, and somebody's got to be able to to receive that. Yeah, and have some idea of what you need to get out of the the spot you're in. Yeah, mentally. Yeah. Well, and so many times, though, that's it's just knowing that somebody cares at all. Yeah, it's tough for us as men. We don't think anybody cares. Like our our wives, you know, she she won't care if I tell her she won't. You know, she's got stuff. She's taking care of the kids. She's got stuff that she. You know, I just I'm not going to bother her with that. Right. Well, a lot of that's the way we're brought up. Yeah. You know, we're we're taught. Hey, look, you're on your own to handle this. Yeah. And it's it's not right. It's not fair to us. Um, but you know, we've just for third of the last 30 years of my adult life, I've, I've had to, it's been me to take care of me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As far as that kind of stuff's concerned. Yeah. So, but that's all, it's all a package deal. We were raised that way. We don't want to ask for help and we hope nobody asks us. I don't want to ask somebody if they need help. Um, but that's what we're supposed to do. It's part of making disciples. That's part of loving one another. Um, there's your one other statement. But uh, not being weak, you know, men, we're supposed to be strong. Strong, yeah. Um, not being weak, but being, just being honest, being open, being a little bit right. vulnerable. That's the hard part is to be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to do that. I'm sure there's a jujitsu analogy to go there <laughs> about how you've got to be vulnerable to, you know, you've got to open yourself up to be, to end up in guard. Yeah, you know, if you wanna if you wanna get somebody, well, you gotta even in that you have to understand if you're, you're trying to learn, you have to understand that you don't know, right? Yeah, you know, this is these are the things that I don't know, so this is what I need to learn, and, you know. But that's that applies to jujitsu or any other aspect of life. You know, these are things that I don't know as a pastor. I've got other pastors that I talk to because there are things that I don't know, right? And sometimes it's things. In scripture, I'll, I'll call my buddy or my, my mentor, like Seth Arnold, and then I'll go, hey, what do you think about what the scripture says this? What does this mean? Mm-hmm. Or I might say, I'm having this, My all my church members are great, and this never, ever happens. Um, I'm having this human issue in my church. Right. There's this person, and he's going, through, not even they're doing something bad, but they're dealing with something. Yeah. And they've asked me about it, and I go, shoot, I don't know. I'm going to see what somebody else thinks about that. So having those people around you and, and being able to say, I don't know, will you please help me with this? Right. You know, and, and so you, you, but you got to pick who you put in your life because you don't, you wouldn't just dump that on anybody. There are people that I know 
I would never call and say, hey, I'm dealing with this thing. Yeah. Because that person is 100% going to let me down and not be who they're supposed to be. So it's, yeah, godly men, people that you look up to. Right. And uh, people you respect and people you know would do the same thing when the shoe's on me. Because some of those same guys call me too and they go, hey, man, what do you think about this? Or I'm dealing with that. And it's, but it's that, you got to have that, that back and forth, that circle. Right. You know, people that you trust. and Circle of trust. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> he showed me a circle with his hands. Uh, for those of you that are just listening to this. Lots of illustrations going on. I'll be glad. We were going to do video, man, and, and it didn't work out tonight. Tango, our producer, is uh, otherwise occupied. Gotcha. So uh, we're just talking to a mic tonight, but hopefully next time you're on it'll be a camera. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get to the notes I brought. Did you bring notes? I did. Man, a little you bit. should have mentioned notes an hour ago. We would have got no, it's okay. <laughs> it's another, another podcast that for is. another time. That's the one that's going to step on some toes. Okay. I think so. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Okay. Um, maybe not tonight. We've already been here for an hour, but uh, I'll always need another episode. I hear you. So it's we'll easier. The more we do this, the easier it is for me. Yeah, to come yeah. And, I'm and still getting used to having a guest. Like I had had guests off and on, but then I did a bunch of podcasts where it was just me. Right. Um, and then John Cardinal, who I was on the phone with when you were here. Okay. Earlier, uh, guy I trained jiu-jitsu with, super smart dude. He's in the rent uh, space in the same building as the church here. He said, uh, he was talking about how hard it must be to preach. Because you can have a conversation. Right. But he says, when you're, but when you're preaching, there's nobody to erase the echo. And I said, holy smokes, wow, dude. Wow, that's, that's deep, man. Yeah. So like nailed, when, when I talk and, and you talk back, you're erasing the echo, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a back and forth. It's not just a monologue. So doing all these podcasts by myself where there was nobody to erase the echo and I had to think of what to say next, now I just bounce things off. So I'm still getting used to that. Um, I would get lost, I think, if I was trying to do this by myself. It, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. But it's easier. Now I can, I can bounce things off of you. And this is, your, this is your third episode, but you've only been on twice. Right, because the first episode we I cut it into two up. episodes. Yeah. But so you're getting warmed up to the pie. Have you done anybody's podcast beside mine? No, just this one. Man, you're special, man. Number one, you need to be on somebody else's podcast, and number two, you need to start your own. No, man, I think I'll just be a guest. I don't want to be responsible for. It's all not that. responsible. I mean, this is a <laughs> not not a big deal. It's not. I do it. It's not hard. Uh, it's hard to make a good one, right? But it's not. It's not hard. I don't know that. Not to brag on myself at all, but that first one we did, it was solid. That you was, did, that was did good away. numbers too, yeah. <laughs> and we got good numbers. That's what it's all about, right there. Those it is all of it. No, it was great. Those are great episodes, um, and I should know. I always mention if I have somebody back on, what numbers they were on, and I don't remember what years were now. I don't remember either. Long ago, it Look seems like up. it was forever ago. It was at least forever ago. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a long time, but it's been good having you on this time. Yeah. It's been we'll, good being here. We'll 100% do it again. Oh, for sure. But I guess we'll jump off there hour and seven minutes in. Yeah, we'll go grab some dinner. For sure. It's about that time. It is... Uh, I mean, neither of us are small men. We need to... Oh, no. We got to eat. Fuel. got to eat. Got to maintain my fighting figure. 7.30 EST, too. So yeah, it is. time to wrap it up. But I appreciate it, brother. Thanks for having me. I, thank you for being here, and I love you. I love you, too.